No festive rest for the wicked as Cyclocross takes over Christmas and New Year. No rest for the women as the Santos Tour Down Under kicks off the 2024 season in just a week's time. And there's no rest for me as I experience weird cycling-related dreams. All this and much more in the first Saturday supplement of the New Year from the Cycling Legends podcast. Happy New Year everybody, welcome back to the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends Podcast. I'm Gary Fairley and uh, yeah, there's a real definite back to work vibe, isn't there? Um, already, it's the as I record, it's the 5th of January, it's a Friday um, and yeah, it's been a hectic couple of weeks, cyclocross wise, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, we've had tragedy over the last week or so, which we'll also talk about, um, but we're also going to look forward to to a new year and a new season um, and all that that brings. So without further ado, we had no fewer than seven major-ish um, races across the various cyclocross se- series between Christmas um, and New Year. That, that's eight if you include um, Exact Cross at, at Mall, which was was happening um, as we, we recorded the last show. Um, I'm not going to go through the results because you probably know them, you probably watched them like I did. Um, but lots of talking points coming out. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool, let's start with the obvious one. Um, nine wins from nine starts. Um, who added um, you know, he added eight of those over the, the festive period um, to his uh, his opening win at Herentals Exact Cross um, three weeks ago. Um, hasn't all been uh, joyous for for the world champion. He was fined two hundred and fifty Swiss francs for spitting at fans who had been booing him at Hulst um, during the uh, last week. It's, it's a lifetime ago already, isn't it? Um, they'd a group of fans had been kind of following him on the uh, the warm-up and the practice laps, um, doing a lot of booing and just generally being abusive. Um, so he, he reacted as, well, Sven Nace um, a few years ago jumped off his bike and chased the perpetrator, but in this case he um, hawked the proverbial loogie um, in their direction, which is not pleasant. Um, but I think, well, you know, the revulsion at... The, Spitting has been kind of tempered by the, the distaste. That's an unfortunate word. The distaste for those who would boo, um, one of the best cyclists in the world. Um, and you know, and that indignant. That's not what we do, um, as cycling fans. And and we don't. And but there had been precedent. We've seen it, um, this season already. Um, I I noticed that particular in Boxing Day at, uh, at Gavera, um, where he also won. And there are a contingent of fans at one of the corners where um, you, there were lots of boos among the cowbells, um, which is not good. Um, uh, yeah, I've got previous. I booed F- Philip Murahaga at the Cross Country World Championships um, in 2007, but he was a mad doper, so that's okay. Um, Matthew van der Poel, um, clearly you're booing him because you don't like him winning, and isn't that the point um, of being a professional athlete? Wout van Aert um, won the X2O Trophy race at Zolder on the 27th of December, um, beating the series leader Eliezer by eight seconds. He's uh, um, you know, already stated that his uh, his ambitions for 2024 lie elsewhere. They don't lie in the dirt, they lie in the cobbles and in the classics. Um, and I hope um, that that comes off. I think there are a lot of question marks 
um, <laughs> or at least from me, um, about wh- where he's at right now. But he's kind of eased himself a bit more into it. Um, and if he's using the close as a as training, then you know that's that's the, that's the way to do it. Um, he's got some good good showings, some uh, podiums, um, and a winner, as I said, at, at Zolder. Um, and of the other, the rest of the big three, or the third of the big three, um, it's been a bit slim pickings um, for Tom Pidcock um, over the holidays. Um, notably 25th at Hulst, having crashed in the opening lap um, of what was the 11th round of the World Cup. Um, we saw him with twisted bars, a wrecked rear mech, um, and having to plod um, to the pits for a new bike before being forced to literally use his heads to stay upright um, at one point as he fought through the back markers. Um you know the full outrage on on uh, social media as well about allegedly headbutting other riders, but I think it was um, rubbing racing. As I say, I think it was that or fall off your bike. So I, I think it was a lean rather than you know the proverbial Glasgow kiss. Um, so yeah, we the of the of the big three, well the biggest th- of the three, of the world champion Matty Van Der Poel has very much um, come out on top. Just whenever he's slung his leg over a over a cross bike. The women's series have uh, been a, a similar tale of race dominance, um, certainly from Femme van Empel, who made it 14 wins um, from 16 starts this season. She won four races over the period. Um, Puck Peterson also uh, pitching up for uh, for good measure to take wins at Gaveria and at Holst. Um, she also added super prestige at Degum for good measure. Um, Sana Kant, taking a, a Belgian champion, taking a, a very popular win um, at Lunhout, exact cross, um, as well, 14 times the Belgian national champion um, and she was on the top step of the a series race podium for the first time since October 2021 um, which just seems a bit mad, doesn't it? Another notable event in women's racing was at Baal on New Year's Day the, 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 uh, the Grand Prix Svenesse um, where we saw 18-year-old Lidl Trek rider and Canadian national champion Eva Holmgren take third place um, and her first podium um, at this level, and now uh, that was a, a result that meant um, an awful lot to her. And you know, chapeau to her in, in a in a field that uh, um, was not unimpressive. So, oh, what has the uh, the toings and froings over Christmas and New Year meant for the, the each of the, the series? Well, on the, on the men's side of the house, um, Eliezer, but still leads the World Cup. As we head to Zonhoven this weekend, um, Joris Neuenhaus, um, Pim Rome, Ronhar and Lars van der Haar are all within striking distance with three rounds left um, of, of the series. Um, super Prestige, um, finishing third behind Matthew van der Poel and Tom Pidcock at Degum um, was enough to seal the overall for Elizabeth um, with a round to spare on the 28th of December and the final round of Super Prestige on the 10th of February at Middelkerke. Um, so quite a gap there, but job done for um, for Ely and uh, you know, shows that uh, B- Belgian people can still be successful at cyclocross this year. Um Lars van der Haar um, leads the uh, the X2O Bad Cameras Trophy standings. The GC, um, he has three minutes and 33 seconds on Matthew van der Poel with uh, Britain's Cam Mason, um, four minutes 24 back um, from the lead with three rounds left in that competition. Um, it does beg the question, how can you be in general classification when you haven't actually raced all the rounds? Come on. 
Um, yeah, but don't ask me. Uh, the women's side of, of cross, um, Celindo Carmen Alvarado leads the World Cup um, 75 points ahead of Lucinda Brandt um, with three races left. Yes, it is three races left. Um, Puck Peters is still within striking distance of second, uh, of second place as she sits in third just now. Um, weirdly, at the super, super Prestige, it's a battle between Celindo Carmen Alvarado and Anna Marie Vorst going into uh, next month's final round. Um, six points separate the pair. Um, and conceivably Inga van der Heiden um, could take the series in the event of some fairly unlikely events um, at Middlekirka. But it shows you um, that consistency, and we'll come back to that, is, is actually a thing. Um, it isn't just about coming up and you know, turning up three or four times and killing everybody in the process. Um, you know, it's, it's the difference between a league and a cup final. You know, Anybody can win a cup final. You need consistency um, to win the league and, and a series. And I think we're seeing that in the Women's Super Prestige. Um, and I've been talking fairly warmly about Celine Del Carmen Alvarado um, pretty much since the start of the cross season. Um Femme Van Empel has won all five rounds of the X2 Bad Cameras Trophy, um, leading Lucinda Brandt by six minutes and 50 seconds. Um, Denise Betsema has the best of the rest, um, some 14 minutes um, plus um, off the lead. Um, and as I said, what you know, I, I asked, what does it say about each each series? Um, it means you know if you're going to if you want to win the series, you're going to have to be consistent. You're also going to have to turn up. Um, and and do the business week in week out, um, and yet here's me talking about Matthew Van Der Poel and and Femme Van Empel, um, who have been exemplary racers um, and are exemplary racers, um, but you do fear that it takes the shine off um, the events. I guess if you're a race pro- an individual race promoter, um, you're going to be happy. You're going to get big crowds coming to see the best riders in the world. Um, but if you are, you know, we've spoken about this before. If you are one of the um, the the lesser lights and that you know it's a it's a cruel world but um then it it does perhaps like why don't you bog off and, and and leave those of us who are in it for the for the long term to 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 do our thing but um I I think you'll agree um and there was discussion this week is Matthew Van der Poel killing cyclocross um, and I think we had that when he was he dabbled in cross country mountain biking as well didn't um. We are, as I say, we are watching exemplary racers, um, and it's not just disappearing in the distance and leaving everybody behind. It's we're seeing cracking bike handling skills, we're seeing endurance, we're seeing stamina. Endurance and stamina are the same, um, and we, we're seeing you know characters winning bike races, um, and that is that is no bad thing. Fifty six sleeps till Het Newsblad. It says in my calendar just now, and um, but less than seven until the 2024 Women's World Tour gets underway with the three-stage Santos Tour Down Under. Um, it starts this uh, this coming Friday, the 12th of January. Um, compact and Bijou race, three stages to, uh, around Adelaide and South Australia. Um, sun's out. What's not to like? I mean, I'm in Scotland. It's rained basically since Christmas Eve, um, and it's been fairly miserable. So um, it's almost worth the you know, the late nights or scouring um, Discovery Plus for to get the, the highlights packages to see um, racing in warmer climes. You know, the, the mud that was been talking about um, is all very atmospheric and all very European, but give us some sunshine. Um, and we will get that 
um, over the three stages uh, next uh, next weekend. Um, stage one um, on Friday the 12th is from Handorf to Campbelltown, a 94-kilometre stage. Um, it's almost the reverse of what you would see in maybe a single-day race, um, where this actually starts with you know a, a 35-kilometre loop um, out from Handorf and returning via the start before heading out um, to, to Campbelltown. Um, two Queen of the Mountain climbs along the route um, and an intermediate sprint there as well and before the race pretty much descends towards the finish and then with a, you know, a bit of a kicker uh, in the final couple of kilometres which you know could make things interesting for for the the final uh, stage two is from the uh, the palindromic Glenelg um, to Stirling a 104 kilometre stage and um, very very Scottish um, names giving away obviously Australia's colonial history. Um, this one's an old, uh, an altogether lumpier affair, as you would expect, um, with a start town called Glen Anything. Um, first Queen of the Mountains uh, climb is after twelve kilometres, um, and the the profile is pretty much littered with short and sharp ascents all day, um, all the way to the finish, which involves two circuits um, around Stirling um, before you know hitting the, the final. Uh, stage three, um, which has almost become some kind of a tradition um, in, in Australian races, is a, a finish atop Wollonga Hill. Um, stage three starts in Adelaide um, for ninety-three kilometre stage, rolling um, from the from the, the get-go. The first queen in the mountain um, after less than four kilometres and maxing at a somewhat what are you playing at? Twenty percent for the riders. Um, there's then thirty kilometres or so of up and down before heading towards the coast again. Uh, the last chance for sprint points um, are in the, the forty-kilometre loop around Aldinga Beach and Port Wollonga before the riders get hounded out of town um, and thrown up um, at Wollonga Hill, which is a mere six kilometres at uh, seven point four percent. But um, maximum gradient nearer sixteen percent, and so a uh, you know an iconic hill and an iconic finish um, to to uh, you know, a, a race that you know, I think kicks off the the women's season quite nicely. Now there's a few bigger teams that are going to be missing um, from the lineup. Um, SD Works, um, EF Education, and Movie Star are but three. Um, not on the start list as I speak, um, but you can expect a pretty strong showing from F FDJ Suez, um, who bring um, last year's winner and newly crowned Australian time trial national champion Gracie Brown, uh, Cecilia Trump Ludwig's in that team, um, and it also includes Evita Music, uh, Nina Bushman, Corley DeMay, and Gladys Verhulstweiled. Um, so, you know, FDJ mean business. Um, Similarly, Livalula Jaco, obviously home team, um, bringing an, an Aussie heavy team um, with Ella Wiley being the, the Kiwi in the nest. Um, Alex Manley leads the team, Amber Pay, Georgia Baker, Georgie Howe and Ruby Roseman Gannon um, round out the, uh, you know, the, the home team, if you like. But also we've got an Australian national team featuring World uh, World Tour rider Sarah Roy and Josie Talbot, who normally ride for Kofi D, who aren't there, um, and also EF's Lizzie Stannard. Um, Canyon Sram um, will be led on the road by, by my, my favourite uh, booze seller, Tiffany Cromwell. Um, if you follow Tiffany Cromwell on uh, the socials, her and uh, some racing driver guy um, keep trying to sell me gin and wine, um, and, uh, and I'm quite weak. Um, but 
yeah, Tiff Cromwell's just a, a great road captain um, and just an, an all-round good egg. Um, leading the you know, road captain there. And Neve Bradbury's the other homegirl. Chloe Diger is listed um, in pro cycling stats, but not... Um, on the the race website itself as being start as being a starter, and um, she begins her second full women's world tour season, uh, which seems weird. Um, that, that is the case. Um, obviously, her, uh, last year was her first full season. The previous year, she, I think she did head news blood, didn't she? Um, and then you know just withdrew for for rest for surgery and recovery. And um, so it'll be good to see um her get another full season under her belt. I, I'm a I'm a fan of Chloe Digger. Um, I think there's so much potential there. Um, and it'd be interesting to see just um, what she can do. Um, and she you know, had a pretty good season last season. Um, I think this season could be another cracker for her. Um, Canyon Stram also bring British riders Alex Morris and Alice Towers. Um, and Saraya Paladin of Italy um, rounding out the squad. Um, and the last of the big names, um, Ludo Trek, are similarly home-focused um, last year's runner-up and Queen of the Mountain, Amanda Spratt, um, that team along with Brody Chapman. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it's it's a race I haven't traditionally spent a lot of time looking out for, um, but I think the format um, this year looks like is going to be pretty good. It's it's you know we, we've spoken about it before. It's it's the Netflix um, generation racing. It's short, punchy stages, um, and it, this 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 time of the year um it's just what we're looking for and and you will see different names um you will see you will almost certainly see none of the names that i mentioned uh, or people who i didn't mention rather um topping the you know, the, the the podiums and, and the timesheets and so on um as the race evolves so uh kicks off on the uh the, the 12th of january um and continues to to sunday the 14th yeah that would be Um, we can't talk about any racing in Australia. We can't talk about any women's racing at all um, without talking about Melissa Hoskins. Melissa Hoskins was a world champion track cyclist who won rainbow jerseys for Australia in Team Pursuit, first as a junior in 2009 and then at elite level in 2015. Um, that year, the Australian team beat a Great Britain team that had won six of the previous seven titles. Um, and in doing so, shattered the world record by the thick end of three seconds. Melissa was a double Olympian. She represented her country twice in London in 2012 and again in Rio in 2016. She won the Elite World Cup in the scratch race um, again in London in, at the World Cup in 2012. Uh, on the road, she won Australian National Criterium Championship titles at junior and at under-23 level. Um, in her first pro season, she won two stages, the GC and the points competitions at the Tour of Chongming Island with her team Orica AIS. She retired from cycling in 2017 and married fellow cyclist Rowan Dennis and together they had two children. On the 30th of December 2023, Melissa was injured after being struck outside her home in Adelaide by a utility vehicle driven by her husband. She died in the early hours of New Year's Eve. She was 32 years old. Melissa Hoskins was a daughter, a sister and a mother. Her family described her as a freewheeling spirit, a giver with a big heart, patience and zest for life. Melissa Hoskins was not to borrow from that other freewheeling spirit writer, Martha Gellhorn, nor as some of the reports might suggest, she was not a footnote in someone else's life. 
the thoughts of all of us here at the Cycling Legends and at the podcast and our hearts go to Melissa, to her children and to her family. So, coming up uh, this week in cycling, we've got the Cyclocross World Cup Round 12 um, at Zonhofen as the competition continues apace. Uh, we have no Wout van Aert um, this weekend. Tom Pidcock returns, I think, having missed Coxlider um, this week due to illness. Um, we've got a full house in the women's race um, with Femme van Empel, Celine, Del Carmen and Alvarado, Puck Peterson, Lucinda Brand, et al. So looking forward to a good race there. Um, the European Track Championships also start this week on Wednesday in Apple Dorden in the Netherlands. Um, they run until next Sunday. It's an, it's an Olympic year. Um, so this could be quite inter- it's going to be interesting as far as the European teams go funnily enough um, I'm, I'm kind of half expecting the World Championships soon um, but I, I kind of forgot that these are, were moved to the latter part of the calendar year when was that 2021 um, so we've got to wait until October um, before um, the World Championships in Ballarup in Denmark track kids um, but European Championships um, as I say start Wednesday all the racing is all I, it's kind of Byzantine, isn't it? Trying to, if you're in the USA, trying to find your live cycling cor- coverage. But it's on Discovery Plus uh, and on Eurosport here. Um, well, strangely enough, in Europe. Now, if you follow me on the old social media, um, you might be aware that I have been having odd dreams of late. Um, if you're not, all I will say that one of them involved me being at a Michael Jackson concert where we were all sat at big trestle tables, you know, like a big dinner, and he was running about. Um, running about the crowd trying to get high fives and nobody was, was playing um, until I put my hand up and he was very appreciative um, but he had a bit of a, a punch because he's obviously getting on a bit had he lived um, and he, he squished me a bit so that was one um, I'd also previously dreamed of, like, what's this got to do with cycling Gary um, I also previously dreamed once of going to my childhood barber for a haircut um, and to find it was being run by David Miller um, and strangely I told him that I had a hole in my jumper um, and he said that Matt Rendell sitting over there would fix it for me. Um, last night, however, it, these weird dreams kind of took a turn for the worse. Um, and I was in a tuk-tuk with a guy who some of you might know. Um, a guy called Paul, who is one of the mechanics on Ed China's Workshop Diaries, a YouTube series. Um, if you're a man of a certain age, you've probably watched Wheeler Dealers um, on some of the satellite and cable channels where they buy cars, do them up and sell them on. Ed China was the mechanic. Paul was kind of a, um, was a an assistant. He was the consultant. You would occasionally see, see him on, on camera. Um, you see him a bit more on Ed China's uh, workshop diaries, if you're that way inclined. Um, what does that have to do with cycling? Um, the Tuk Tuk was being uh, driven by Ned Bolting. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that, so obviously I'm slightly concerned, as I suspect you might be as you're listening. Um, but is it just me? Do you also suffer from weird cycling-related dreams? Drop me a line at cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Subject, weird cycling dreams. Um, and tell me about your unlikely nocturnal encounters and unconscious nocturnal encounters um, with the great and the good, the good of cycling. Um yeah, try and keep them clean. I don't want to hear about your weird fantasies about Tom Bonin or um, anything like that. Um, we used to talk about that in the VCDL podcast back in the day. Um, but yeah, weird, weird cycling dreams. Drop, drop us a line, and we, we'll share the yeah, we'll share the weirdest, and we'll you know we'll, obviously we won't protect your anonymity. So if you're going to use a, 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 an assumed name, then make sure it's pretty clear. Um, 
as well as emailing us about your weird cycling dreams, you can get in touch. You can touch anyway about uh, about all things cycling. You can follow us. You can get in touch uh, on X at Cycling Legends One, um, or with me directly at the Gary Fairley. You have been listening to the Saturday supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast. I will be back on Tuesday with Chris and David for the first feed zone of 2024, which will be on the subscriber feed. Um, If you haven't already signed up, you can still do so for a mere £3.50 a month. Um, And you'll get, I also get access to features, interviews, history, and a whole load of other great cycling related content. Um, Head yourself over to cyclinglegendspodcast.com for more information. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy the racing, uh, whatever you're watching, whatever you're doing. Um, And I look forward to chatting to you again next week on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast.